The following is a continuation of the previous episode. Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast, a collection of teachings to help you navigate the transformational possibilities of a God-centered perspective. We pray these insights from scripture will inspire and encourage you. In this episode, we continue looking at the list in Hebrews 13. The list lays out a few ways in which we can steward the opportunities of life. This list is available for everybody. No one can stop you from being great. It is a choice available to all of us. We will also take a view of contentment, one in which our feeling of gratitude is not connected to our circumstances. The Lord is our helper. Through obedience to God, we can represent the gospel, not just with our words, but with the perspective we choose, with our very lives. Now, let's look at this be content with what you have. It's interesting the contrast that he has between uh, being content or covetousness and contentment. He says, you know, co- you, you, you want to be, be content, not covetous. And the way you get there is by saying, the Lord's my helper, I won't fear what can man do to me. Now, what's the connection between the opinion of people and covetousness? Why does the opinion of people bring covetousness and the and counting on God to be our helper lead to contentment? Okay, that's a really good one. The more cool things you, what did you say? Have and do. The more cool things you have and do, the more, what did you say? People think you're great. People think you're cool. Yeah, okay. So how do we know what a cool thing is? Oh, based on what everybody else thinks. Okay, exactly. So uh, why why do you need that extra whatever? Because I'm I, if I have to wear my same dress again, you know, I wore that dress three months ago, and I know everybody's keeping uh, video records <laughs> of my dress, and they're going to go home and compare it all and say, "Aha, I knew it." Yeah, because everybody else is looking, right? Um, you know what what are people going to say if they look at my job and it's not an important job. Yeah, we tend to use other people's opinions as our guide of what's important. Let's look at this uh, passage where this comes from. The Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? This comes from Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He's good. For His mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord now say his mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? What's something a man can do to you that's worth being afraid of, considering being afraid of. It can kill you. Okay, right? Everybody agree with that? Men can kill you? So what's the, what's the uh, implication here? So you die. So what happens if you die? And you, you go, Lord, it's just not as hard anymore, right? It's all he can do is kill me. He can hurt you first, right? So what's death? I, I love this uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. 
And uh, the Aragorn character is something I kind of keep in my mind all the time is who I want to be. And uh, he lives life as death. Oh, who cares about death? It just, just have more honor if you have death. But doing something dishonorable, unthinkable. Unthinkable to, to be dishonorable because I'm a king. I would never be unkingly. Well, I think that's kind of what he's calling us to here. We're receiving a kingdom. Verse 28, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. We're invited to grow up to the point where we get to rule in that kingdom. Act your part. They may kill you, but they can't defeat you. Live an honorable life. They can insult you. Now, have you ever been insulted? What's what's like the juiciest insult? No, no, I'm just. <laughs> yeah, a man can insult you, so and it might even be true, right? You know, they may they may insult you, and you actually say, "Boy, that's really true, and I need to change." Well, in which case, it's a good thing, right? And it may be untrue. And if if it's untrue, what then? What? It hurts. It stings. <laughs> You know why it hurts so bad? Really? It's because we think everybody's watching us and they're thinking about the insult. And they went home and said, Andy got insulted. Boy, I've been thinking about Andy all day long, every day. (laughs) And now I know. Look, people insult you, it hurts. People aren't watching you that much, really. Really. They're thinking mostly about themselves. They can take your stuff. I'll tell you, I have one thing that somebody could take and I would cry. My mandolin. I just love my mandolin. It fits me. But, you know, really, uh, I I don't think I'd be permanently damaged. Pretty much everything's replaceable. So, you know, look. So what, what, what is there to fear, really? I don't like to hurt. None of us like to hurt. But if you look at the big picture here and what's at stake, comparatively speaking, it's just nothing we can endure in this life really matters that much compared to this amazing opportunity to become great. And anything in this list so far that you're intimidated by, oh, I could never do that, Love other people that are fellow believers. Is that too high a hurdle? Uh, share your stuff. Share your space. Is that, is that something ever, all of us can do? R- remember people that are suffering that are not in your field of vision. Everybody, Do you have to have a certain spiritual gift for this? you have to have a certain intellect for any of this? you have to have a certain station in life and even a certain age, marital status? You know, it's available for anybody. The only one in here that you got to kind of have a certain status for is marriage. And even then, you can avoid the uh, fornication and adultery. You can still lead into this. And you can be content with what you have. Nobody can stop you from being great. Nobody. Because all these things have no barriers. It doesn't require anyone else's cooperation. It doesn't require any specific skill set. The Lord is my helper. I won't fear. What can man do to me? Does anybody 
recognize this word helper? You never heard that word before in the Bible? Genesis 2. Let's go to it. Let's go there. Genesis 2. In the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, same word as in this Hebrews verse. Genesis 2, verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man be alone. He needs a marriage bed that's undefiled. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Who's the helper in 2.18? Eve. Who's the helper in Hebrews 13? God. Does God have a high position or a low position? Pretty high, right? Is woman a high position or a low position? It's like God. It's a helper. This is not gender-specific greatness. It's just greatness. Let's go on to verse 7. Still on the list. How to be great. What does it look like? What does greatness look like? We've, we've, looked at, we've spent most of our time on the heart attitude. Now we're just getting some practical things. of Well, what would that look like? Remember those who rule over you. Who've spoken the word of God to you. Whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Now, you will get in Scripture uh, sort of a fruit inspection uh, command only in one circumstance. And that is the circumstance where you're deciding whether uh, someone's a false prophet or not. When you're deciding whether to listen to someone who's preaching the word or not. You don't really get fruit inspection uh, for another person. You get fruit inspection for yourself. If you want to know what fleshly behavior looks like, it looks like this. If you want to know what following and walking in the Spirit looks like, it looks like this. But in terms of you need to judge another person's fruit, what you get is if to decide whether to listen to them and follow them in terms of preaching the Word or not. Well, when you have someone who has the kind of life that you want to follow, and you say, I want to be like them, and they're teaching the Word to you, then remember them. Maybe that means pay them. Maybe that means thank them. We're going to see um, in verse 17, we can just put that together here. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. They reach, watch out for your souls as those who must give it account. Let them do so with joy, not with grief. That would be unprofitable for you. So you've got people who are mentoring you perhaps or they're, or they're counseling you. They're watching out for your souls. Don't be a pain in the neck to them. If you need their help, ask for help, but don't go criticizing them unless you got, unless you got something constructive to say. Okay, I, there's people in here that know what it's like to lead. Most everybody in here has children, and your children usually are not thinking about how not to be a pain in the neck to you when they ask for something, right? Well, don't be like a little kid. Take a, a veil yourself of this benefit that they're offering to you, but don't make a lot of trouble for them. There's a way to go about this that honors the people watching out for your souls. Again, you don't have to have a particular spiritual gift for this. Just don't be a jerk. We can all do that. 
Verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be carried about with various and strange doctrines. It's good the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Okay? Don't let anyone replace the Word of God and the principles of the Word of God with some list. This particular list apparently was somebody had particular foods that you're supposed to eat. And if you eat these foods, then you're, then you're uh, good with God. And you can go anywhere in the world and go to a church and they'll have a list. And Paul has a list, and this is it. And we tend to make lists that are trivial. I think we make lists that are trivial because it gives us a sense of control, because we make, always make the list of things that we can do easily or, or appear to do easily. And we make that list where we can criticize other people and thereby elevate ourselves. Well... That's a silly thing to do because we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and every thought and intent of the heart is going to be laid bare. Have you given this thought? That your intents are going to be on the Jerry Jones Cowboy Stadium jumbotron? What I'd like to ask you is, what would you have expected to be on the list that's not? Isn't that interesting? Lead a lot of people to Christ is not on the list. Why do you think that is? It's not in our controls good. You know, I went through the epistles looking for commands to share our faith. You know how many I found? One. And it's and it's First uh, Peter. When you somebody comes and asks you, why are you glad when you're suffering unjustly? Tell them the hope that's within you. That's it. But there's command after command after command after command to live a godly life. And we're told if you live a godly life, that does what? It shows people who God is. Glorify the Father. That's what we're supposed to be doing, and that's what this list does. I like what St. Francis said. Preach the gospel at all times. If necessary, use words. Isn't that great? I think that's what this list is telling us to do. What else is, would you have expected to be on this list if you grew up in an evangelical church? Give, uh, yeah, give my. Make sure you give 10%. Now let's have a little talk about gross or net. What's your, what is God's depreciation schedule? <laughs> Does God recognize intangible drilling costs? <laughs> Uh, does God? Do you get more credit for giving to a 501c3 authorized organization than just giving money to a friend? You get extra credit? Yeah, it's not even on here. Now, the principle is, though, what's the principle? Be content with what you have and share your stuff with other people. Cheerfully, right? It may be that you're the most generous giving guy and you never give money to a charity. Maybe you raise foster kids, and that's where your excess money goes. You think you could be reamed for that? Because what are you doing giving them money to these stinking foster kids? What else? What else? You anything? Quiet times. Where's quiet times on this list? Make sure you get up at least five o'clock in the morning, Central Standard Time. Have at least an hour. Well, I mean the principles here. 
The principles here are focusing on God, praying for their restoration. Principles here, but not a formula. If there was a formula, then we could say that and just be done with it and say, you, you, now, now I control you, God. You have to bless me now because I did my thing. I did my quiet time. Being at church whenever the doors open. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I heard a fire and brimstone sermon about that when I visited a church one time. It was very reminiscent. And uh, it's not even on here. In chapter 10... It says, do not forsake the assembling yourself together as, as is the habit of some. In the context of Hebrews here, why would you assemble yourself? Because we're all in the same boat together, right? We want to win this race and it's hard and we need reminding. Boy, go listen to some sermons on that verse and watch how they pull it out of context and what they do with it. It, it ends up, you know way messed around but again that's not our particular problem what our particular problem is we've got this pleasure in our heart that tends to get in the way of greatness and Paul's telling us how to move that out of the way what are you surprised is on the list that you wouldn't have expected to be there I know all of you are thinking it but nobody will say it come on Entertaining strangers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, entertaining strangers. That's kind of weird, and it's the second one. Angels. Yeah, and there may be angels. Well, well, what is that? Well, that's kind of, it's kind of, kind of uh, surprising. But obviously, having a great sex life is not something you would expect to be on here if you grew up in a Baptist church. Yeah, remember, we usually don't think about the prisoner stuff, and part of that's because of where we grew up. We're just now starting to see the return of religious persecution in our country. Um, But yeah, that's kind of a surprise, isn't it? Remember, the whole point here is to learn to walk by faith. And you can't please God without faith. And what is faith? It's believing something you can't see. And God tells us, hey, this is in your best interest. And it doesn't feel like it, and it doesn't look like it, but you have to believe that it is. God is not concerned about what we've done in the past. He paid for all that on the cross. God is concerned about what we do now. God's the God of now. And what He asked us to do in this book is focus on doing something a particular day. What is it? Today. Today while you hear the voice. Obey. And that's the point. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowballoons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.